This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2017, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Welcome to this episode of the Online Retailer Podcast. I'm Kylie Lewis and I'm speaking with Paula Mitchell, General Manager of e-commerce for General Pants. Welcome, Paula. Thanks, Kylie, for having me. That's my absolute pleasure. Now, you're here at the conference to talk about tailoring your website for specific regions and looking at a local perspective versus a global perspective. So we'll dig into that in just a second. But before we do, I would love to just um, find out a little bit more about General Pants and your role there and maybe how you got to be there. Yeah, no problems. I've been at General Pants about two and a half years. Uh, my role there is, as you said, general manager of e-commerce. I'm lucky enough to look after our online trading channels, as well as our CRM program and our customer service and our fulfilment operations. It's based out of Melbourne. So uh, it's a big remit, but it's a, it's a fun remit. I've got a really engaged and uh, motivated team helping me along the journey. So it keeps me busy and out of trouble. So General Pants, for those people that might not be familiar with the brand, what do they do? So General Pants is a youth streetwear fashion retailer. So we have just over 50 stores Australia-wide. We uh, provide men's and women's streetwear fashion, both you know, uh, our in-house brands as well as third-party brands. We've recently opened a store last year in LA. We're about to open our second store in New York next month. Hence the reason for the you know, global expansion of our website. But yeah, it's, it's uh, moving fast and it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, and what were you doing before you found yourself at General Pants? Oh, I'm definitely a retail lifer. So uh, I was lucky enough to have a pretty awesome career at Rebel Sport back in the day for 16 years, starting on the shop floor, fitting shoes and then moving through the ranks there. So it was a really great grounding for everything around retail, how it operates you know, from a big box perspective and then moving through the you know the corporate world in the head office and working on IT projects and, and pioneered their first uh, e-commerce site against uh, all odds when it was under the Harvey Norman umbrella. So that was really exciting and really rewarding to do that. Uh, from there, I think I found my passion to be in e-commerce. So I went to pursue you know, a specialised career in the e-commerce space. So I moved to Dan Murphy's and was lucky enough to be part of their team that launched their website and we spent a couple of years under the Woolworths umbrella, which again was great grounding from a retail background and understanding you know, how it all comes together with a huge business the size of Woolworths. So then went to the opposite side and went to fashion and worked with Bendon. So they're a, you know, a global uh, lingerie retailer. At that time, they had about 12 brands. So they needed to get their e-commerce channel off the ground. So I had you know, three startups in a row and really enjoyed all of them. And General Pants was uh, my transition into something that was already established, but had the opportunity to work through the optimization of that channel with you know, existing technology and, and existing systems and processes in 
in place. Mm, so you inherited something there. Yes. Yeah. Which was great. What platform are you working on at the moment? So uh, General Pants works with the Hybris e-commerce platform and we use our responses as our email marketing platform. Mm, fantastic. So really great diverse experience within retail for different kinds of SKUs and different kinds of challenges for supply chain and delivery. Um, but expanding globally, is this the first time that you've looked at a global market? Mm. Bendon was the first look into it. They uh, were already wholesaling uh, globally at that time. So Australia and New Zealand was probably what we established while I was working there because they're obviously a New Zealand brand. So Australia and New Zealand was, you know, it's pretty easy to do New Zealand. They're almost like another state of Australia. I can say that because I'm from New Zealand. Uh, so that was great to kind of understand that market thoroughly. And as they brought on another international brand, they started to look to expand globally. So was involved in, in a bit of the startup. So started some of the research around what was involved. Uh, so I had a little bit of an idea what I was getting myself into at General Pants, but it's uh, definitely a big beast to conquer. Fantastic. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, tailoring your website for specific regions and you know the, the constraints or the challenges or the opportunities to go from local to global. Where do you start? That's an excellent question. I think it was, uh, it was a bit of, I wouldn't say a shock, but it was definitely um, something we had to do quickly. So I think I mentioned before that General Pants has a number of yeah, internal house brands we call them vertical brands and there was two of those brands Subi and Insight which we used to have the rights for here in Australia and New Zealand but in 2015 we picked up the global rights to produce manufacture and distribute those brands so pretty much overnight General Pants become a global wholesaler and there was a lot to learn so the CEO laid down the challenge of we need to have a global presence and we're opening a store in six months time so get moving so we didn't have a lot of time to play and you know when you start to peel the lid back and look at what's under there and what you need to do to get this up and running it's really overwhelming and you're talking about anything from the payment types you offer localizing your content when it's summer and winter in different hemispheres we're talking about fraud protection last mile delivery that whole customer experience gamut I think there was about 20 bullet points on my list that you know trying to look at how do we optimize for the US for the New Zealand for UK which we know are where our target markets based on some Google Analytics data it was really overwhelming and I didn't know how there was every chance I was gonna execute that in six months so coincidentally, and I think it was actually someone helping me out from above, so I re someone reached out from Border Free. So uh, they came in and we had a chat and everything they were laying out on the table of what their solution provided was ticking all these boxes. And I'm going, this really sounds too good to be true. We can be live in six weeks. The way they integrate, they had lots of different solutions and, and how to tackle it. So. Uh, it really seemed a little bit too good to be true, but they felt like the right partner for us. So we went down the path of working on an integration with them to help us, you know, speed to market and get up and running in that six week period, which we did. Wow. <laughs> it was hectic. I was going to say, and you still were standing at the end of that six weeks? It was actually, you know, touch wood, it was... Uh, it was fast, but it was quite seamless. They, you know, they had a support team. We were first also too, which I should have probably mentioned is we wanted to be their first client here in Australia. So we knew it was going to be a bumpy road. Bleeding you know, edge. The guinea pig for mm. anything. You've got to be prepared to be open-minded. I think that's what I love about General Pants is 
we don't always have to have all the red tape and tick all the boxes. If something's low risk, low investment, then we can have a go because what's the worst thing? We'll just turn it off. So that's why one of the reasons I love working there is you know having that kind of agility and autonomy just to get things done. So um, so we worked with Border Free on their proxy solution, which uh, the, the way the tool works is when a customer from a global market hits your URL based on some settings that you put, it detects their IP address and then it will point them to localised subdomains of your URL. So they'll see now specific content related to their market and you can swap out any parts of the site you like to make it relevant for the end consumer. So obviously, our 1300 number is no good for a global customer, so you can swap that out for your 03 number. We could change our social profiles if they're different in the US. Uh, it has that standard country flag, so it lets you swap between uh, 220 uh, countries in 75 currencies, and it has language translation as well. So there is no chance I would have ever been able to do all of that. And then to plug this in and just watch that come to life quite quickly was amazing. So being a global wholesaler too, we have fixed prices in certain markets. So the integrity of our product was important to make sure we maintain those prices in the different areas. So this solution allows us to send files across, price files across where it will uh, display to the customer our fixed price. And in markets or for products where we don't have a fixed price, it does the calculation on the fly based on the day's current exchange rate. So it keeps everything relative and you know, uh, the customer experience was great. You can add to bag and kind of move through the site as if you were just shopping in a local environment. What was the biggest challenge in the implementation of that? Uh, actually, well, probably just writing the files and sending the files across. I think the challenges came later. Actually, getting up and running wasn't too bad. So the challenges came when, the, again, the way the solution works is after you press that go to checkout button, that's where the border free iframe checkout takes over. It still looks like a general pants site, but it's a a border free checkout that's popped in. Now that checkout is amazing. It's uh, multilingual. Uh, it has all the uh, last mile carrier options, whether it's standard, express, you can choose to pay deliveries and taxes through checkout or choose to defer. So at least the customer then knows upfront what's going to happen. It has payment types based on local markets. So, you know, we didn't have integration for JCB cards, Union Pay, Alipay. The border free tool has all of that. So you go through the checkout, uh, you get your order confirmation from Border Free, and then what happens is their little robot comes back and places a domestic order on your site. So that's where we started to hit a few challenges after we'd been up and running for a couple of months because uh, the time it took for the bot to place the order on our domestic site, you know, was supposed to be up to 15 minutes, but based on whatever technical problems they were having on the day, it could be a couple of hours. We're fast fashion, we don't buy deep, we buy wide, so things sell out quickly. So in the time where the customers purchased that product and the bot placing the order, we were getting you know, an increasing number of uh, you know, customers being upset that we'd sold out of their product. Obviously we do everything we could to recover those, but it's not a great customer experience. So 
you know, the lesson learnt for us, I think, was it was great to be fast to market. We got up and running, we tested markets, but we learnt about that technology and now we're about to implement stage two of the integration, which is more like of an API solution. So we get orders ingested and that will happen within a minute of placing the order. So, you know, that whole test and learn approach that's great from a GP perspective, we didn't have to have all the red tape, we got up and running, but we learnt and then we fixed it quickly. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just digital life, really, isn't it? You don't know what you don't know until you actually jump in and swim in the waters and find out exactly how it works. Absolutely. Mm. Um, And so from a a budget perspective, I'm guessing that that solution would have been much cheaper than trying to, you know, implement it yourself, but still a significant investment? Uh, Actually, no, not a significant investment, which is why it was so appealing to the business. So the border-free commercial model is they take a commission, almost like an affiliate on the sale. So your risk is only the volume of sales that you do. So we have internal resource for development so obviously there was some you know set up costs with with border free but being the first client we were lucky enough to share those costs with them so it wasn't significant um, and and then I guess it's just you pay the clip of what sales you do I like that model because it's a partnership and it encourages us both to work hard to drive sales because the more sales that go through the platform the more money border free makes and the more revenue general pants take so it actually what has worked quite well to date so there how was, long has it been implemented uh, we went live in september last year so six what is that nine months now nearly yeah and what's the, been the uptake or the uplift as a result of that uh we've probably seen it about a five percent uplift at the moment what we have seen a big shift in is what those top 10 markets are so what with the border free platform you can customize content to specific markets and we've particularly focused on New Zealand and the US and the UK and by that I mean we do free shipping promotions, we've done some emails up to those databases, we're running search campaigns in some areas so we've seen our target markets, their percentage of the pie grow so we know that when we do dial these little levers it works. For us now it's probably a resource issue. Internal resource issue. Internal resource to have the bums on seats to now focus on every market individually mm-hmm. and build that calendar events. I think, you know, we weren't, we were so fast getting up and running, we forgot about planning the marketing calendar after going live. So we missed a few things like Singles Day and Black Friday last year, you know, just these tiny events in our <laughs> promotional calendar that we definitely will not miss this year. But at the same point too, we had just gone live in September and we were first and, you know, we were still kind of working through those teething issues and I, I was kind of on the side of let's just see how it goes and let's build some consumer confidence and be comfortable that where you know the tech A to Z is working before we blast it out to the world and you know we don't want to have any site down issues or really bad customer experience issues so mm-hmm. so it's been it's been good a lot lot a long way to go and lots of optimization to do but I'm really confident there's going to be quite a prof- profitable space for us moving forward. Yeah so how, how big do you think you need to go with your team sort of in the next 12 months? I think to start with I'd love to have a dedicated resource on the US and I say that because it's not just the General Pants website that's servicing that market those two brands Subi and Insight which we now have the global distribution rights for in the meantime we've launched two brand sites for those just to throw that in the mix as well yes so Subi is also on the border free platform and it's seeing an 80 percent 
um, of its revenue coming from the US. So there's definitely an appetite there for our brand and our product. That shouldn't be too hard a business case then to get your get your bums on seats for that <laughs> I position. I don't think so. So we'll start small and work from a content optimization and then definitely a, a promotional activity and learn more about you know our customer over there and what levers we need to pull that's going to you know help them convert with our brand. Mm. And anyone else that you'd like as part of the team? You'd always love more data analytics people, wouldn't you? So that's a luxury, I think, in fashion retail. Just, I guess, to help us point us in the right direction. And then I would, you know, also look at some kind of digital marketing. We've got some great partners from, you know, Search and we work with Rakuten from an affiliate perspective. So they're definitely projects on the pipeline leading into Christmas is how we can start to do some prospecting in those markets and, you know, go out and try and find some new customers and tell them about our brand to help drive those sales. So, mm-hmm. And what has been the biggest challenge around regionalising your content? Uh, well, obviously, we buy to Australian seasons because we have 50 stores in Australia. So I think opening that US store was a... I wouldn't say a wake-up call, but it was something that we had to adjust really quickly to. So what we've seen evolve from a business perspective over the last 18 months is we're now at a point where we're producing global ranges. So each range has an element of trans-seasonal content, some high summer, some high winter pieces in there, but we'll be able to service all markets, you know, from from our internal brands anyway. and then see how that goes in the coming months. Mm. And keeping track of what content's where and what's coming and what needs to be, you know, the international calendar that you talked about? That's tough. And, you know, managing the general pants promotional calendar is a big enough task in itself. So uh, having now three calendars, one for international and one for SUBI, it's not only keeping them up to date and making sure we execute everything. So it's definitely been a challenge and things that we, honestly we are still working on right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a moving beast, isn't yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And what do, what do you see on the horizon as having sort of an impact on the retail model, either in-store or online? I've just come out of the New Balance presentation from their in-store experience and a lot of that resonated and especially where General Pants is moving in the next few months. We've acknowledged we have a millennial audience, they're they're all about experiences, they're technically engaged, so how do we now capitalise on that? So uh, we're relocating our uh, Sydney store and some of our other flagship stores over the next few months. To, to bring a you know a bigger footprint and to bring experiences to to our customers so things you know like wi-fi in store and things they can actually do personalization uh, opportunities in there and having some big digital kiosks where where we can order so i think that's important to to bring that technical element into our bricks and mortar stores you know big tv screens full of content which means we need to produce more video we've got to keep up to date and making sure we can um, manage that centrally and push it down so it's always looking fresh so it'll be really exciting to see these stores come to life over the next six months and and the you know the uptake that our customer has with engaging in there Mm. and how about the uh, localization of your CRM and loyalty and email marketing has is that all been relatively smooth to handle I don't know if anything's relatively smooth (laughs) Uh, I think that it's been challenging especially on identifying where people are coming from so we have done a lot of work around 
preference centre, building some localised welcome programs and making sure we're not sending Australian content to our international audience. So we did a lot of work with responses at the back of last year to break that out and then also collecting more in-store data and then feeding that back into responses to start to work on personalised product recommendations. So we're probably... I would say we're about 30% of the way through our journey there, but I don't think that will ever be finished. I think CRM and personalisation is going to be an ongoing beast. Uh, I don't think we've got it right yet. I think there's still lots of opportunities of how we could do that better. It's definitely at the front of our, not only you know the e-com strategy, but definitely the board and the exec level strategy to build those better one-to-one relationships with, a, with an audience that's... Um, you know there's so much clutter and noise in their inbox and you have to get cut through otherwise you're not even going to get opened so Mm. so if I could give you unlimited budgets and unlimited people what would be on your wish list Uh, absolutely a data analyst a data analytics package which would be better than Google. Google Analytics is amazing, but we're kind of at a point now where we're a little bit more sophisticated than that. So getting the budget to go to Google 360 would be great. And then I would like to have some local area marketing resources to help us build those local content calendars, look at local festivals, and then obviously content producers around that. I think we've got the right, you know, Hybris is a great platform that's allowing us to do that. The Border Freight Solution is working for us now. As these markets start to grow, potentially we would bring some of them back in-house where we can, you know, build that infrastructure ourselves. So that will come eventually. But definitely it'll be about how do we squeeze the lemon and get the most out of the opportunity of our current platform to see where, you know, the low-hanging fruit, to see where the, the big prizes are going to be so that we could put more resources in those areas. And mobile? Uh, mobile, we've, we've actually got a pretty good mobile site, if I do say so myself. We've spent a lot of time on that over the last two years. We put a, we implemented a responsive template into General Pants uh, beginning of last year which is also replicated out into our international channels so I think that the experience there is quite good it's never perfect and we we continually you know the focus for the next 12 months is more around the CRO piece so AB testing and looking at those wins in conversion rate and it'll be really interesting to see whether there's differences in our international consumers versus our local consumers as to what's going to drive conversion and hopefully using that border free solution we'll be able to present them with you know a different user experience if that's what they prefer in their local market. Mm. So coming to conferences like this where do you think we where do you think the Australian market sits within the international audience of e-commerce? Good question. Uh, you know, there's always the talk that, you know, we're so many years behind the US or the UK and, and I don't think that's the case now any anymore from a, um, access to technology perspective. I think we've got just as much access to technology. You know, I think tech companies in those markets are trying just as hard to get into here as they are into, you know, markets in the Northern Hemisphere. So I think we have the access to the technology. Uh, working your way through that and picking the right one for you is always going to be challenging. I think the biggest challenge here in Australia is definitely around having the resources and the budget to be able to execute a lot of the technology that's around. Mm, we've got a lot of will to to want to do these things, <laughs> yes. but it needs to be backed. 
um, you know, being fortunate enough to attend international conferences and you come away with a roadmap, you know, longer than your arm and then you'll go back the year later and you'll probably have 50% of the things still on the roadmap that were there last year because you haven't had either A budget or B people to execute them and it's always a good smack or a wake-up call to say, I need to get moving on that and, you know, trying to run business as usual and keep the lights on and drive sales and conversion locally as well as all these little projects that we know are going to help us in the long run. It's an interesting balancing act. Yeah, it sounds like a really exciting time for you in this role as you open up the doors to having no borders. Um, it's it, There's so much opportunity. I am absolutely loving my role right now. I can't think of anywhere else I would rather be. I get excited to go to work and I don't mind the fact that I have a long roadmap because it says there's still things to do and there's still opportunity and it's been great coming being this is the first business where you inherit something but then to be there now for three years and look at you backing up on your own results year on year and you're getting that growth year on year it is really rewarding and it's been amazing to see the business mindset shift in the importance of what this channel can provide and how it's not it's not the enemy to bricks and mortar. It's the complementary customer service piece that you have to have whether you like it or not. For years I've always said it's about allowing customers to interact with your brand whenever, wherever, however they choose, whether it be social or the website or in store. It doesn't matter as long as they're buying General Pants product and they're in our brand. It doesn't matter where they spend their money as long as they have a great customer experience with us. Mm. And I think General Pants is a great platform for me to be able to share my experience there and they're very willing to try new things and be innovative. So it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Well, it sounds like they've got a great champion on their side Mm. there. So um, we will leave it there. But if people are interested in finding more about you or connecting with you, where could they do that? I'm absolutely on LinkedIn or you can just drop me an email. So paula.mitchell at generalpantsgroup.com. And if they want some new pants? Oh, generalpants.com.au, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks for your time, Paula. It's been great to chat. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you've loved what you've heard, make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events.